hello friends, how are you doing? Everybody doing? Wonderful, wonderful. Thank you for being here with us today in Victory Church. And I am happy to see you guys. It's a different day for everybody. And uh, well, today I have a surprise for you. Today I am inviting our dear Tony McDaniel, our treasurer here in the church, to share some words with you. And also after Tony speaks, my wife, Tracy, also will share some words from the scripture. So please, Tony, come here. Let's give her a hand. Um, first of all, before anything, I would like for us to lift up our pastor in uh, prayer for complete healing. Yesterday, about 4 o'clock, I got a phone call that said, uh, Tony, do you think you could do part of the service tomorrow? I was like, uh, what? <laughs> what? As most of you know, I don't, I'm not a camera-type girl or anything like that. But um, And then, oddly, the pastor says, sometimes it's time to step up. So today, I'm stepping up, and I know that God is with me. So I'm so, I started, I thought, Lord, what am I going to talk about? Well, you know, you just, I went a million places, and I came home to two things. That I have missed my church family, and I have missed being home. The, the church family is like no other family. We study God's word together. The church is called to grow spiritually together. We honor God together through worship. Glorify the God with me. Let us exalt his name together. We find accountability. Once relationships grow and friendships form, then there is someone to encourage you, rebuke you when necessary, and rejoice with you. Boy, if that is not so true. I have been part of this church family for going on four years. I can personally say in my personal life, I have had the highest of highs and the lowest of lows. Uh, my pastor knows every bit of it. And many church members have walked the walk with me in my sorrows and my pain, have prayed for me, have been there for me, and it is just amazing how much prayer that I have received for my church family, that I know that I'm not looked down upon because I've done something wrong or I'm not you know, looked at different because maybe I dress different or I talk different, which I do talk different. But that I'm just accepted for me. Just good old me. And sometimes that's hard for us to accept ourselves as just us. But you know what? God accepts me, every bit of me. The good, the bad, the ugly. And Lord knows there's been ugly. But with saying that, 
you know, you grow through that. You can be so far down, rock bottom. We have all hit rock bottom emotionally, financially. It doesn't matter where your rock bottom has been. There is only one way up. God lifts your head up to him. God wants you to know that there is nothing, nothing in this world that he cannot change for you. It may not be tomorrow, and it may not be a month, but God is, he's going to do it. But you have to have the faith. You have to know just the simplest of things about God. He is your protector. God will protect you. God will provide for you. How many times in each I know in my life, I have thought, I don't know how I'm going to make it. I, I, I just don't know how I'm going to get through this. You know, I just don't. Before my walk with the Lord, I had no idea how I was going to get through it. Now I know on my journey with the Lord who is going to get me through it. And God has never failed me. Never. In your struggles... These little struggles on earth will always be there, always. You know, you can have a calm. Then you're going to have that big old wave that comes. You're going to feel like you're drowning. What can you do? You're sad. You're depressed. You're lonely. You know, you have to step up yourself. You have to step up and know what God can do for you, what God says he will do for you, and to know that you are never alone. You don't walk out a door, any door, alone, ever, ever. God is always with you. Open your heart. Surrender it all to him. All the baggage, the trash, the whatever, whatever. Oh, my, oh, my, oh, my, oh, my, oh, my. Surrender it all. I came to the Lord when I came to the pit. I could not move forward. I could not move backwards. I could not move. I was stuck as a duck. And I thought, what am I going to do? I just can't go on. I just can't. And I sat in my bathroom floor, and I cried, and I finally said, God, I surrender it all to you. Take it, Lord. Take it and do with it as you see. I will accept what you do because I know things don't always work like we want them to work. But I can promise you, God knows the reason for that. Don't question that because in a month or two months or six months, you're going to know exactly why God did it the way that he did it. So, you know, it's like if I want to get across to you that life can be so hard and so sad, miserable, 
you know, you do have help. As a church, we are here for you. We will pray for you. We can send you scriptures that you can use to know that God is with you. For example, when I was looking and thinking about the storms in my life and, you know, it was like I was so excited to come back to church today and sit down and, you know, listen to Gion and whatever. And then I'm telling you, at 4 o'clock, it changed on a dime. I was like, uh, okay, okay, dokie, that's what we're going to do, Tony. And God said, you know, Tony, there is a reason that you're going back this Sunday. And uh, the reason being is that I needed to step up for my church, for my pastor, and for my God. So always remember that you are rooted in God. There will always be storms. You are never alone. God is there. But you, Lord, are a shield around me, my glory, the one who lifts my head high. If I can think about the many times that I've been down or upset or just not knowing, I literally take my hand because my head is down and I lift my head to the Lord. I look up. You have to look up. You can't look down because this don't mean nothing. When you are at that point, put your hand, that is God's hand lifting your head to him. He is saying, you are my child. No matter what you do, you are my child. Don't let anybody tell you that you're not a child of God. Don't let anybody tell you that you aren't worth something. Because anybody that's a child of God is worth his love, is worth his glory, his mercies. I mean, just think of, I mean, I could just, see, I thought I wasn't going to have anything to preach about, and here I am up here just preaching, but just his love, his mercy, and knowing that no matter what I do, I had a pastor one time, his name is Gion, tell me, you know what, Tony? You can restart every day. Every day. So you flub up. We all do. None of us are perfect. Not one of us is not going to make a mistake today. But you know what? We get to restart. Now, how cool is that? There's a lot of things in life that you can't restart, but you can restart with God if you have to do it 50 times a day because God sees you restarting. And then I had a pastor one time tell me, you know, Tony, you just worry about things that you have no control of. Well, that's Pastor Gion. And it's like, what do you mean by that? Uh... Get your nose out of business where it doesn't belong. Uh, I believe his words to me were, none your business. Now, you all know me. That kind of set me back. I was like, "Uh, excuse me? He said, basically, Tony, none your business. Do you know that I have learned a lot from thinking to myself, none your business. Stay away from it. Pray about it. If 
they want, that person wants to come to you and discuss it with you and know that you can talk about it and pray about it. Other than that, none of your business. That's God's business. My relationship with God is my relationship. Uh, I had a pastor named Gion that told me one time, you know what, Tony? You have your journey with God. Your children have their journey with God. Your grandchildren have their journey with God. The only one that I can control in my journey with God is me. I pray that people come to the Lord. You know, I pray that people will come to church. I pray that we are speaking the right words for people. But you know what? If I can look in myself in the mirror and step up and know that in my heart I am doing what the Lord is asking me to do, I am eternally blessed. Eternally blessed. So, you know, I think I want to leave it as no matter what the waves are, you feel like you're drowning, you need to get that Bible out. You need to get that Bible out, and you need to listen and hear what God is saying he will do for you. You have to have faith. We all lack it sometimes. I do. But he is near to the brokenhearted, and he will save those whose spirits feel crushed. We've all been there. Our spirits feel crushed, wondering, you know, my heart, I'll never heal from this. I'll never heal from this. But you will heal from it because God will heal you. God will heal you. He will bring you rest when you are weary and burdened. Well, you know, nowadays, that could be every day. But you have to know that you are blessed and that God wants you to say, Lord, take this from me. I can no longer carry it. The burden is too much for my heart. And when you have that baggage and that burden in your heart, it's hard for God to enter your heart, to really open your heart up and let his love flow through you. He will renew your strength even if you feel helpless. Oh, and that's the truth. I'm telling you, some days you can't feel like you can't even get out of the bed. But somehow, God gives you the strength to do that. God gives you the strength to do that. And he will not break you. He is your father. He will never break you, and he will never leave you. Nothing can separate you from the love of God, neither height nor depth nor anything else in all creation will be able to separate us from the love of God that is in Christ Jesus our Lord. Now, that's pretty powerful. Because right there, in that Bible, nothing can separate us from the love of God, no matter what we've done, no matter what we said. You know, let's give every day the glory God and know that if you're if you're in pain and you're suffering online if you're in pain and you're suffering you're having struggles 
You just need to talk. You just need to say, hey, uh, pray for me. Don't, you don't have to tell me the details. You know what I'm saying? Unspoken prayer. Do you know how many times that I've gotten on Victory Church and asked for prayers? Many, 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 many times. Because, see, I know my church family will pray for me. And I know that what the strength of pray is. So we need to join together. We need to know if you're struggling as a church family. We're all here for you. We are here for you. You just got to reach out because we all love you and we all want to be there for you in every way. Thank you for your time, and I love you guys very much, and all the glory to God. Um, I'm going to be kind of random. <laughs> My family would say you are random. Um, I'm going to be kind of random in what I want to talk about. It's just kind of um, some things that I've been studying in my devotion. And um, just some things that I've been sharing with Gian. And we've just been going, wow, yeah, that's great. That's great. So I'm just going to be going from um, Old Testament to New Testament. And you're just like, you know, it's not all one subject. So there you go. So um, I want to share. I'm going to put this kind of flat because it's um, sliding. We can't move this up higher, so I'm kind of tall, so I'm going to come down here. <laughs> Second Chronicles, and people go, who wants to read Chronicles? But there's some good stuff in Chronicles. You just kind of have to skip the first part of Chronicles and get into the second part. <laughs> um, second Chronicles um, 18, where it talks about um, um, Jehoshaphat, who is the king of Judah. You know, he was a man of God. And um, when he was a man of God that um, always um, honored God and sought after the word of God. And, you know, when you, when you seek after the word of God and, and seek after his voice, what happens? He's going to bless you. And it talks about in Second Chronicles 18.1, it says, Jehoshaphat had great wealth and honor. And, you know, when we seek after God, when, you know, that's not just back for the Bible times. When we seek after God, we can have great wealth and honor. It's the same for us right now. And he always sought after his voice and guidance. You know, it's not, you know, it's not just, you know, when you, when you get into the word of God, you know, the word of God is life and the health to all of our flesh. And when you seek after for his guidance, it gives you wealth and honor and guidance for your path. And um, Jehoshaphat was always seeking after him, and he was telling people, you need to seek after God. And um, uh, let's see. He was just, um, he was a man of God. And um, it it's talks about all through here in, in 2 Chronicles. 2 Chronicles 26, um, the other, you know, it goes through all the, <laughs> all through 2 Chronicles, it goes through all the different kings. 
you know that throughout the all Bible times in the in in um, kings of Israel and all that, you have the the kings that followed God and the kings that didn't follow God and then they started serving Baal, and um, the the kings that served God, blessing, blessing, blessings, and then the, and then the kings that were evil, you know, bad things happened, and you know, God, you know. It's the same way with us. If we follow God, we have blessings and blessings. And then when we stop following God, the blessings stop. And people wonder why. Why why is this happening to me? Well, are you listening to God? Are you reading the word of God? Are you serving him? I mean, let's let's reflect on what we're doing. Amen. So you know, and that happened, we all know that happened all through the Bible. They serve God, they don't serve God, they serve God, they don't serve God. And it's just, it just becomes, you just start laughing. It's like, when are y'all, when are y'all going to listen, Israel? And then you come to, you come to our time. It's like, when am I going to listen, Tracy? Come on, snap out of it. It's the same way with us. Um, Second Chronicles 26 and it talks about the king of Judah. Um, he, became, he became king. You know, there's so many kings back in the times. Um, some of them became king at the age of seven. Some of them, and this one particular one became king at the age of 16. And he reigned for 52 years. Now, why did you think he reigned for 52 years? Because he served God. And it says um, he, was, he was right in the eyes of the Lord. And he served for 52 years. And it says in verse 5, as long as he sought the Lord, God made him prosper. And I, when I read that, I went, <laughs> as long as he served the Lord, God made him prosper. And I thought, as long as I serve the Lord, I can prosper. Amen? And Gian and I say that all the time. We are going to serve the Lord every morning, every afternoon, every evening. And yes, it can be trying we come up here, and it, Linda knows we were up here late. Bless Gian's heart. But, and it's, it's tiring, and it's trying. But it is a blessing to serve God because we prosper. It says, as long as we seek the Lord, we will prosper. It doesn't matter how trying it is. We know we're going to prosper. That's the promise of God. However, in verse 16, Uzziah, King Uzziah, who was king of Judah, he reigned 52 years. Guess what happened? Pride came in because he was so famous. You know, um, I started... Uh, I started playing the guitar at age four. 14, and I started worship, um, leading praise and worship at age 14, 
and I started moving up different levels. And I started getting up pretty high in the church, and I served there as a worship leader 30, 35 years. And my pastor told me, he said, Tracy, I want, I want to tell you something because you need to know this. The higher the level that you go, the higher the devil. The higher the level, and you can apply this to anything in your life, the higher the devil. Because the more temptation, the, high, the more the struggles. You know, this is what, you know, Gion, you know, faces, the higher the level. And, you know, we're, he's doing some great things with all this technology. You know, we reach 20,000 people a month online in Odessa. Can you believe that? 20,000 people online, you people, online were reaching the word of God. And you're thinking, where are they? Why aren't they here? Well, it takes time. How long did it take you to get in church? How long? How long did it take you to really step up and get in the Word of God and come to church? Well, it's the same with some of these people, but we're reaching that many people. Anyway, so he told me that. So King Uzziah, you know, 16 years old and reigned for 52 years. Verse 16, pride led to his downfall. He had gone in and burned incense in the temple when he wasn't supposed to. He wasn't one of the Levites and priests. and He went in there and did it when he wasn't supposed to. And the Levites ran in there and said, you're not supposed to be in here. The Lord got mad, caused leprosy to come, up, come upon him, just like that. And so King Uzziah ran out. Well, eventually he died. The Lord was up, was angry. And that was pride. Pride came in. And even today, pride is going to lead to your downfall. Every single time. But if you seek after the Lord every day, he will prosper you. And it's not just prospering you financially, although that's part of it. You know, there's other things that you have to do to prosper financially. It's not just seeking after the Lord. There's other things that have to come, that you have to do to prosper financially. But that's one of them. But pride came in. Okay. Now I want to skip over to the, okay, I'm trying to hurry. Um, what time is it? Okay. Skip over to John. Total different subject. John 13, verse 5, where Jesus is, um, they're sitting at the table having their, basically their last supper. 13, verse 5, and it talks about where Jesus, you know, where, where Jesus, um, he's about to reveal um, that G um, Judas was the betrayer. But before that, Jesus is, is um, about to wash the disciples' feet. I don't know if you remember that part of the Bible. Of course, Peter didn't want, didn't want 
to have his feet washed. He says, and, and Jesus told him, no, it's necessary. And he said, well, then wash my entire body. And, of course, Jesus said, said no, that's not, that, you know, you know, whatever. We're going to skip past that part. This is not what I'm talking about. So Jesus washed, his, washed um, the disciples' feet. And I don't know if you understand, why did Jesus wash their feet? Have you ever wondered that? Do y'all know why Jesus washed their feet? The reason why Jesus washed the disciples' feet was because he was giving them an example. Now that I've washed your feet, this is a sign of servant being a servant. You know, Jesus came to serve, and he washed their feet. I'm serving you. Now, you go out and serve others. You need to go out and serve others. And it says that when you go out and serve others, you're going to be blessed. You're going to be blessed when you go out and serve others. And that's what the example was. And um, it looks like my time's about up, but I have I have something else to share. Um, you know, Jesus said, um, I want to read this part. Jesus in John 14 said to ask anything, ask, Ask the Father anything in Jesus' name, and he will give it to you. And I just want to say, you know, Jesus is sitting at the right hand of the Father. And, you know, it's like when you're asking the Father for anything, Father, I ask you in the name of Jesus. You know, Jesus is at the right hand. Well, Father, I ask you in Jesus' name to heal me. Well, then Jesus is there. Jesus, did you hear her? Did you hear her prayer? She's asking for healing. I died for her. I, I need you to heal her. It's, he is the advocate, like an attorney. That's why he is there at the right hand. Jesus, did you hear her prayer? She needs healing. I, I died for her. My blood is on her. Heal her, please. And I have so much more, but I'm not gonna not gonna do it. <laughs> My time is up. Um I did want to read one last scripture, and I wanted to read it verbatim. It's John 15, verse 18. And um, like I said, I'm random here. But let me read it. It says, if the world hates you, keep in mind that it hated me first. This is Jesus talking. If you belong to the world, it would love you at its own, as its own. As it is, you do not belong to the world, but I have chosen you out of the world. That's why the world hates you. God chose you out of the world. And that's why he hates you. You know, a lot of people say, what? 
Why do they hate me? Because you're a believer and God shows you. That's why they hate you. But just remember, Jesus said, hey, remember, they hated me first. Hello. They hated me first. But that's why the world hates you. So rejoice. That's why they hate you. Don't take it personal. God chose you. And that's why they hate you. Don't, don't keep questioning, why do they hate me? Because you're a believer. You're going to be persecuted. And that's why they hate you. I, don't, I hate to end on that note. But, but you know, that kind of gave me relief. That's why they hate me, and I don't need to take it personal. Yay, Lord, I'm doing something for, re, for you. And that's why they hate me, I, you know. But there are people that love me too. <laughs> Amen. Okay, I want to bring the pastor back. He's going to end the service. So God bless you, everyone, and we love you so much. Hey, 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 that was a great reflection. Congratulations, Tony and Tracy. You did phenomenally. And I am sure that our members here in the church enjoy the, the reflection, the encouragement, and even the clarification of why people hate you sometimes in the world. <laughs> it's not nice, but it's true. It's true. In the name of the Lord, the following Sunday, June the 14th, I'll be sharing with you a message. Do you know what is what I'm going to be speaking? <laughs> I'll be speaking about how to honor dads. It's a very important message, and you are going to be enjoying it. In the name of the Lord, this is what we will be talking about. Today, I think it was phenomenal to hear Tony's heart, to hear Tracy's heart. Those are, these two ladies are special to, to their own families to begin with and also to us here in the church. But today, I want to invite everybody, especially those beautiful friends of ours watching and listening, thank you so much. Perhaps anyone wants to give uh, their heart to the Lord Jesus for the first time. And uh, there is a prayer on the screen, and I want to invite everybody to join me in this prayer as a way to surrendering, as Tony said. Are you ready to read with me? Let's say, dear God, I need your help. I need to change, and you are my hope to be different. I surrender to you, O oh Lord. Please forgive me for all my sins. I open my heart to you, Lord. I want to obey you and trust you and serve you forever, my Lord. Starting today, I want to see life and people exactly as you do. And my friends, Remember, it is on the cross, exactly on the cross, where the Lord Jesus paid the price. He paid the price for your salvation, for my redemption, so we all can together say, I am forgiven and saved by faith in Jesus. Therefore, I can also declare, my life is going to be great and blessed this year, 2020. Thank you so much for coming up to church. Friends, receive the blessing in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Have a beautiful weekend. Enjoy your family and friends. 
And uh, well, this is a beautiful picture of us last week, and it was great. So, see you next Sunday in the name of Jesus. Thank you for watching Victory Church. We hope you enjoyed the video.